is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. All right, here we are on a Wednesday, everybody. Two days left in the year 2020, and then it's over. We're on to 2020. Thank God. Nui <laughs> Thank you. You're a, Please. You're a long-time, <laughs> Cowboys, uh, long-time Cowboys reporter with uh, Barry Church and Danny McRae. Um, it's Wednesday, so that means we celebrate the birthday of one LeBron James, who turns 36. Tiger Woods, who turns 35. Sandy Koufax, I believe Sandy's 81 or 85 years old, the Hall of Fame pitcher with the Dodgers. So, um, uh, big time, big time days for these people, man. Big time it is. Days. It is. There's a lot um, of goats on this day. A lot of goats. Uh, you know, I, I used to talk about Matt Lauer being born on this day, but then Matt Lauer had to go out there and do his thing. Um, got, kicked, got himself kicked off NBC News. <laughs> mm, mm, Rick, mm. One, of Rick, one of Rick Fox's old girlfriend's birthday today, Elijah Dushku, the actress. I think she was in that. Um, I can't remember. It was one of these WB shows she used to be in there. So, uh, did you Bo say? Did you say Bo, Tiger Bo Woods? Was the goat. Yes, Tiger Woods. Okay. Tiger Woods born is. in 1975, December 30th, 1975. That is. Yes, 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 yes. All right, uh, Church, I'm going to start with you here, okay? Uh, what we got going, cliff- man? It was a cliffhanger from yesterday, so I'm going to go ahead and bring it to you today. I got bad news for you, okay? Got bad news. Ah, uh, sucky ducky. It is not that the Cowboys will lose to the Giants, because I'm going to tell you right now on a Wednesday for tomorrow's show, our final show uh, of the week, I'm going to pick the Cowboys to beat the Giants, okay? The Cowboys are a better okay. team, playing better football than the New York Giants right now. The disappointing thing that I got to tell you, is I believe Washington will go into Philadelphia and win the East. I, I really do. No, sir. I really do. No, sir. No, sir. Look, man, even if, even if Alex Smith is at quarterback, I still don't see them taking this win. I mean, look, Philadelphia, their offense sputtered a little bit against us, but I feel like they'll go out there. They'll be in home. They'll be back at home. Jalen Hurts will be back in Philadelphia. And, and look, Doug Peterson already said there's a no-hat rule. They're not letting Washington come in here and celebrate a division championship on their home <laughs> turf. All right? That is not going to happen. Alex Smith, he's on one leg right now. One leg right now. He's already dump it down and chuck it down Charlie, all right? So I don't see their offense producing that much. But what scares me about Washington and what's always scared me is their front seven. I mean, they're vicious in that front seven. And if Philadelphia doesn't score at least 17 to 20 points, you might be on to something. But I'm praying and I'm hoping that Jalen Hurts comes through with Miles Sanders, Dougie P. Do not give up on the run like you did with the Cowboys because that saved us. He gave up the run against the Cowboys. I don't know why. I don't know why. Help me out. But I don't know why he did that. Do not give up on the run. All right. I'm telling you now, do not give up on the run. Contain this crew and you should get a W. Do it for me. For anybody, just do it for me. He okay, ain't doing so, nothing for you, man. Right. So, <laughs> church. <laughs> after, after the game, I'm a fan of going and listening to certain teams' uh, radio stations. 
you know, just to hear what their fans are saying. And then uh, because it's Philadelphia through the years, I've been on NBC Sports Philadelphia so much. I know those folks have checked out their things. Um, there's a real problem in Philadelphia in terms of yeah. not just the personnel. Because they're like, hey, man, we got street free agents out there. I mean, you saw how 38 was getting beat like a drum against the Cowboys. Uh, but they yeah. don't believe in the coach, that the coach has any answers to understand. So what you were saying about, hey, why did he give up on the run? Doug Peterson was getting drilled up and down because they were, they, they were sitting there saying, okay, you went away from what was working for you in the first quarter. What were you doing? Um, there's not a lot of faith in what's going on in Philadelphia. And then we don't know about the status of Fletcher Cox. Okay, and We saw what happened with Fletcher Cox left that lineup. And so if Fletcher Cox is in there, he can, he can, he can change the football game. If he's not playing, um, it's a lot easier for Washington. But Doug Peterson may get fired. I mean, that's what you're talking about now. These guys on this staff may get fired. I don't know how many guys are ready to go ahead and just say, hey, look, the season's done. I I'm ready to take it to the house. McCray, you know, this is a Philadelphia team that is used to playing for something. Even last year, they played the final game against the Cowboys and won the division. You know, this team that's won a Super Bowl, was it three years ago? These guys got nothing to play for. I just wonder how many dudes are going to come out there at Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday against Washington, ready to actually get up here and play, and how many of these guys they have left are any good. Their offensive line is terrible, too. They got a lot of issues, Barry. They got a lot of issues. You, you know, you, you know, I, I want to kind of push back on that one a little bit, just, just coming from the perspective of, of guys who don't have guaranteed contracts and, and aren't for sure to come back next year and plan for other teams around the league. They have a lot of guys, especially in that receiving group, that have to really prove that they're able to play so they can be on a roster next year. Jalen Hurts has a lot to prove so he can show that he needs to be the starter next year and continue to hold Carson Wentz either on the bench or, or, or to another team. Miles Sanders is competing for his running back spot because they brought back Howard. You had Scott come in and take some carries from him so they, they have some stuff to prove but I don't think that they can really stand uh, Washington's defense who is who is really the backbone of, of their team and they've been playing outstanding for the entire year and they continue to get better and I think they'll be able to put pressure on Jalen Hurts and, and confuse them a little bit and cause some of those that uh, those interceptions that, that you've seen happen when they played us uh, last week so you know, I'm putting it on the defense. Like you said, Church, Alex Smith is on one leg, but I think they'll have McLaren back. I think uh, Gibson will be a little bit more healthy, so I think they'll have just enough to beat Philly. But, you know, it's football, man. You, you, you never really know. Uh, I just don't see I, Washington's offense, man. Like I said, their, their defense, they're legit. They're solid. They got Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan. They got Jonathan Allen and those boys. Their, their front seven is probably one of the better front sevens in the National Football League. But their offense is what's dragging them down, and I just can't see it. I can't see Alex Smith pushing the ball down the field and beating this Philadelphia, this Philadelphia defense. I think they're going to make them go throughout the whole drive. They're going to have to do long, sustained drives, and I just don't see that happening. And if Alex Smith doesn't play and you got Heineke back there, I mean, he looked decent when he, when he had to sub in for Haskins last week. But we've seen that plenty of times where guys come in, they're not expecting to play against this quarterback, and he goes out there and plays lights out. And then the very next week, 
He goes in there and, and lays an egg. So for me, I just oh. don't see their offense being able to go out there and produce big points. Philadelphia is going to end up winning this. Y'all not ruining this, man. Y'all not Knew ruining it. this. Dallas <laughs> Cowboys look, are going to the playoffs. Y'all not ruining this for me, man. I'm telling look, you. Look, look, listen to Church, man. The guy who wanted to see Double G two weeks in a row. Now he's talking about uh, Heineke could go out there and look look decent, and then the next week he'd come out there and not look so good because they weren't expected to play against him. They had no tape. Listen. If, if 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 last week is an example or or vision for anything, McLaurin will find a mismatch on that uh, Philadelphia Eagles secondary. All right, so Alex Smith will be able to push it down the field just a little bit. And when when they were on that roll, their offense was able to put up some points, even though that Alex Smith was just dumping it down. He was maximizing the skills of McKissick and and Gibson, and we saw that when they, when they brought it here to Dallas. They it it was it was dumped down, but they were making big gains out of those plays, and that's the way that they were they were winning those games. They were dinking and dunking, they were moving the ball down the field, chewing up the clock, and then they were playing good defense. And even without Alex Smith, that good defense and that dinking and dunking with Dwayne Haskins on the field had them in the game versus Carolina. So I I think it'll be a, a you know a, a tough matchup for Philly. Church, I, it seems to me like you floating towards like you floating towards. Uh, uh, Philly pulling this one out, McCray. Is that is that no. what I'm hearing over there? How for from that? No, I said that Gibson Gibson is gonna be more healthy. McLaurin's gonna be back. Alex Smith will be healthier than, than he would have been last week. No, no Haskins, and they're actually really playing for something, and they're gonna play for their coach. So I, I think that they have the edge on Philly. Um, we, we mm. know Philly's turning the Philly's turning the football over way too much. I mean, just just way yes. too much. And, and Church. Here's the thing about the offense, and I, and I see where you're coming from. But you're not ha- with that defense. You, you know, you can win this thing with two touchdowns and kicking a bunch of field goals. I go back to what Washington did to the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. It was dink and dunk city. It was really more of, hey, look, we're just not going to beat ourselves. We'll play competitive, conservative football and allow our defense to keep us in this thing. And, and I, I think that's basically the same thing that I would I expect against Philadelphia. Okay, they're not going to ask Alex Smith to come out here and throw the ball like he, Patrick Mahomes because he can't do it. But can he throw some swing passes out here to to Gibson? Yeah. Can he hit McLaurin on a, on a slant route and just hope you know your defense can can get a sack or two and maybe Chase Young causes a fumble and you get the ball at the thirty and, and maybe you're kicking a field goal. You get it. T- I mean that that's the kind of game that I'm expecting from Washington to play. The other side of it is, can I, can I trust Philadelphia not to turn the football over? Can I trust their head coach to run the football? I mean, I just, I'm telling you, man, I don't trust Philly. And, that's, and this week, watching and that's, it in person, I was shocked at how, how badly they played after the first quarter. And that's where this whole thing comes for me, man. And that's what scares me. Dougie P just has to get out of his own way. If Peterson's able to get out of his own way and we're able to run an offense like they did against the, the Saints. I mean, the Saints have a similar front seven as Washington. They get after the quarterback great and the <laughs> linebackers are sideline to sideline. So they have a similar defense when it comes to the front seven as Washington. We got to take that game plan that we had against the Saints okay. and take it to Washington. Oh, the church, option, church. bring Miles Sanders what? alive, and I think we can pull something out. <laughs> Church, where's this we? Who is we? Oh, oh. I got, if I had a Philadelphia cat, if I had a Philadelphia cat right now, it would be on. It would be on he right now. He fly we. Eagles, I'm like, fly. About? Fly, Eagles, fly. You know? hey, I know oh, every man. piece of that. They are a bad team for a reason. You know? and, and this is the thing. We're, we're, you know, we're sitting here on this podcast 
talking about, you know, hoping a bad football team will do something good. That, hey, they'll probably figure it out this last week. I mean, that's what, that's what you're asking for, Church. You're asking for a team that's frustrated its own fan base and that it, the owner's like, I don't know, but I don't know what I'm going to do with this coaching staff. I mean, you're asking them that they're going to actually figure it out and get it right in a game that doesn't matter. Y'all thought the same thing when I told y'all the Dallas Cowboys was going to turn this around. Y'all told me, oh, man, what are you talking about? There's no proof of this. They didn't win two games in th- three years. And now we're, about, we're on the edge of the playoffs. We're on the edge it of the was, playoffs. So it, it can happen. It, it can happen. It Philly, true. come on. Hey, it, 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 they're right on the it, edge right now. It was, it, it was true, and, and we, we keep talking about them dinking the dunk, and I'm just going to remind you guys of, of what Gibson did when he came in here running the ball against the Cowboys. All right, Zeke had 100 yards against Philly last week. <laughs> I think that was his first 100-yard game, and I, and I don't know second, how long. Second. So, <laughs> no, I'm saying that, and, 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 and in a long time. That's his first 100-yard game in a very long time. And Since then September, now. Yeah, so, so they're going to go up against a team who, who's getting a healthy running back quarterback with an explosive guy like Gibson and McKissick. I just think they're going to be too much. Now, look, I'm a Cowboys fan, Barry, all right? So don't let the podcast fool you. It's, for the fool as, me. As much as I, I would like for you to take me to Nick and Sam's and pay for my entire meal, I'm still rooting for the Cowboys, but I have to be realistic, like I said, because my feelings were hurt so much at the beginning of the season that I just got to be realistic with this thing, man. Hey, my bets to say, look, Philly is probably not going to pull it out against Washington, and we're probably going to pull it out against New York, and that's going to be heartbreaking for us, but we ended the season on a good note. And, and mm. I'm with you, McCray. McCray, I'm sitting here with you. I think the Cowboys are going to win against the Giants. The Cowboys will do their part. But, and they, as Nate Newton talked about uh, on Talking Cowboys, you're now at this point in time, or hanging with the boys, you're now at this point in time where your fate is in someone else's hands. And, and that's yes. just a really... You know, you're going to fly home, uh, you know, from, from, from New York, or I should say New Jersey. You fly from Jersey, you're going to sit around here, come back home, and, and, and turn on the TV. And no, there's nothing you can do. And you're relying on a bad football team with a coaching staff that's made some, you know, interesting decisions here. That, that's, that's rolling the dice, man. That's, that's real hard. And Church, you're now going to say you believe these dudes are going to muster up something that they had against the Saints that they ain't showed us since. Okay. That's just hey, tough. I, I, I think it's That's possible. You're, you're right. Tough, you are, you're completely right. You are completely right. It is tough. It is tough. And then the loss of Fletcher Cox makes it even tougher. And I hope and I pray they do not walk number 38 out there. He, he doesn't get a name right Ooh. now. He just gets number 38. Whoever, for Philadelphia, that court, he just gets a he, it, number. Do not march him out there. Because if they do, they're going to be going straight at him. They're going to find Terry McClure, and they're going to say, hey, wherever 38 is, just match him, McClure. You know, it's usually opposite. But wherever 38 is, they're going to send McClure in that way. So please, Philly, do not march that guy out there. And if you do, do straight double coverage. Vice him like a punt. I mean, just do not let this guy go crazy. <laughs> we need you. Philly, we need Church. you. Church, do, do, do you agree that now – when you're playing against a top defense that now has three, four weeks of film on Jalen Hurst, that this would be a different game. Does that does that make you nervous at all? That that New Orleans came in, they're playing against uh, Jalen Hurts. I think they didn't have 
uh, Michael Thomas or they didn't have uh, Drew Brees and it was the first time that the teams are really seeing him and the same thing happened with Arizona. Now you got real tape on this guy and you've seen teams uh, a team be able to stop him and get some interceptions off of him and seeing what really uh, can, can confuse him and cause him to make these mistakes. And now you're going up against the Washington football team's defense who's been able to create this type of stuff all season. I, I, I think that also makes, I'm makes Philly a little bit nervous as well. I'm nervous. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm, I'm nervous, man. I mean, especially after that performance we saw down in AT&T Stadium. And we don't have half of the uh, front seven that, that, the, that Washington has. So I'm a little nervous, but, hey, it's too late to back down now. We in, these, we in this playoffs, man. Philly, do your thing. So you said, fly so you said Ran- Randy, so you said Randy, Randy Gregory and D-Law is not Kerrigan and Chase Young? Oh, I see, I see, I see what you try to do. Here. I think it's time for yes, a commercial break. Uh, I, think, I think it's time for a commercial that, that is, break. That's exactly what he said. We're at the fifteen. That's, we're at the fifteen mark. I think. Uh, I think we need the time for a commercial break. I didn't say that. I did not say that at all. That's McCray putting words. Can we get Nui? I did not say that. Can we get Nui to answer a question? Can we get Nui to answer a question at the commercial break that he's been ducking for two days? It's not even that I hope so. of a question. But, I, you know, I just I want so. him to just give us an answer. It's, just, it's really simple. Okay. It's not going to hurt nobody. Let's, feelings, let's do man. that. We just... Let, let's let's do that. Let's let, I'll answer the question. Um, Andy Dalton's future. Zeke Elliott uh, wins an award. And um, who do you credit for the defensive turnaround? A lot more coming up on the Players' Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs. is Barry Church and Danny McCray right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our tight cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit tightcleaners.com or your local store to sign up for tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on Seeky is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the Seeky app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Seeky. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back to the Players' Lounge. All right, we are back here on the Players' Lounge. It's hump day. All right, we're in our SWBC mortgage. 
virtual home studios on Newey Scruggs along with Barry Church and Danny McRae. Those two guys are former Dallas Cowboys players. I'm just a media guy here. All right, AT&T continues to innovate new ways to connect Cowboys Nation with new and exciting game day experiences, including Starview presented by AT&T 5G. Available in stadium and for home use. Download the Dallas Cowboys mobile app and look for Starview under the stadium tab. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott yesterday named the 2020 Dallas Cowboys Good Guy Award. That goes to the guys the, the most successful and the guy that um, has, a, has a really good relationship with the media. So Zeke wins that award. Dak Prescott won it in 2019. Dak also won it in 2017. Uh, Jeremy Mincy won it twice, 2014, 2015. Des Bryant has won the award. Des Bryant won it in 2013. Terrell Owens has never won that award. So Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott, congratulations, <laughs> my friend. Happy for you. As we, you when, know, when did this happen? Media, uh, when did like this good guy award start? This was this all this always been around like oh, that? Yeah, I think it started in about oh nine, maybe. Um oh, I never heard of it. No, I, say, I never heard of this one. No, it's been um Tur- oh, boy Marcus Marcus Spears has won it. Roy Williams. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't Church. that's, that's Church. my first time hearing about it. Church, yeah. they weren't in, they weren't interviewing us like that, so it didn't it, Yeah, it that's didn't true. Really. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We we would have never heard about this. <laughs> you know how new, you know how new he is. You know how new he is, man. You know he, he go, he go. Wow. Wow. He goes, let's, uh, oh, those are just special teams guys over there. Let's let's go over hey. here. <laughs> That's crazy. Dude. No, I, I, that is messed I, I'm up. Gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. This is this is one thing about church I get no credit for. When church was a rookie. When church was a rookie, I was out there beating the chest when we talked about like guys we thought we were gonna make the team. I had picked Romo because I remember talking to Terrence Newman when Romo was signed that day, and, and T New had played against Carson Palmer and Tony Romo at Kansas State. He said Tony Romo is the Carson Palmer small school quarterback. So I was like, okay, that's the guy that's gonna make the team. Church was one of the undrafted guys I picked to make the team, make the team, you know. That's true. Um, that's but, true. But, but hey, but hey, that's but you're right. I mean, look, 100% right. This award is normally going to people who are 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 guys you go to a whole lot and and also they like to that they'll talk a lot. Here's where Ezekiel Elliott really stands out. After a game, when you go in the Cowboys locker room and they let you in, Ezekiel is right there at his locker ready to go. Almost always. I mean, 9 out of 10 games, he's right there. And if he's not there, he's coming in pretty quick. So, he'll answer he's accessible, which all all media people like. Um, he's accessible he, uh, you know, he answers the questions, and you know, even if they're not always questions, he wants to answer. He answers the questions, and and like I said, biggest thing is the guy is a consistent dude, and and people have appreciation for that. Dak has been that same way. So yes, guys who who are in their normal rotation, your quarterbacks, your running back, those guys are, are definitely going to be dudes that the media you know selects. But like I said, Jeremy Mincy, you know, he he was there. That's uh, true. Marcus Spears. That's true. I mean, so. Um, you know, Dez, I mean, they're got John Kitna won it one year. You know, John won it. So, um, mm-hmm. so, so, but you're right, Danny. We, we do not seek out special teams guys very often. <laughs> we, we do not. We do, we, we do not. So, I, 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 you know, and when we do seek you out, it's, it's, it's after, you know, something happened. You know, yeah, fumble, yeah. I feel right. you, man. So, right. so what happened here, guys? <laughs> oh, your boy, Ma, your boy Maher out here missing field goals in Chicago, Ooh. and you come up to him. You know, that's when we gonna get you. You know, LP Lattisur. You know, I mean, boom, we gonna come get you if something happens. Real quick, and, and real so, quick. I, 
You're right. Not to get too sidetracked. Not to get too stra- What happened to uh, Dan Bailey, man? I mean, I know this is way off script, but my man have missed like 15 field goals in the past yeah, like three man. games. Sometimes Oof, you lose it. Man. Remember that? Remember that? Remember that movie, uh, Rookie of the Year, where the dude broke his arm, and then all of a sudden he could oh, throw yeah, all yeah. those little fastballs, and <laughs> he then, was, all of a sudden he lost it. Then he lost it. Yeah, it's, it's like, like that. Man. Or, 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 or Space Jam. Like, I don't know. Somebody came and took his kicking powers. I don't know. Some aliens. I don't know what's going on. I mean, Man, my bad. Nick I ain't going to get sidetracked. Nick Folk was like that. When Nick Folk first got here um, out of Arizona, the guy ended up making a Pro Bowl and had some good years. Then he got hurt. And, and then, you know, it went off track. And, and then they ended up cutting him. And then Nick went on to the Jets and had a nice career there. Then he fell off. Um, New England had brought him back, and he was kicking up there for a little bit. So, I mean, this kicking thing happens in cycles, man. I saw Young Way Koo of Atlanta. Young Way makes, makes the Pro Bowl. They sent him out there for a kick to tie it against the Chiefs, and he hooks it right. Uh, you know, and he mm. had a good year. But when he first started with the Chargers, dude couldn't make anything. So, I mean, it, it, this kicking thing is, it, it truly is, it go, it go up, and it's like golf. You're here for a bit, you're here, then, and then, you know, it humbles you. But, and this just may be toward the end for Dan. I'll say this, guy's had an incredible career coming out of Oklahoma State. I remember the uh, kicking battle he was in over at the, at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. It was him, it was Kai Orbath, and it was another guy. And the dude ended up mm-hmm. winning it and kick, kicked very well for a long time. But, yeah, this this is probably it for him. I definitely don't think he'll be back in Minnesota. But that kicking game, man, it's, it comes and goes, bro. It's hard. Mm. It's hard to. You know, we've been spoiled. We've been spoiled by the adventitaries of the world. <laughs> I, I got. I, listen, I got to ask this church since, since you brought it up because now I can't think of the guy's name. Tampa Bay drafted a kicker. I want to say was it second oh, from Florida State, maybe. And, went, yeah, and he went out Florida there and missed State. everything. <laughs> yeah. Roberto, yeah. Roberto Aguayo. Roberto Aguayo. Yeah. From Florida State. And he couldn't make a kick. He was terrible. <laughs> um, and and this is what I've seen. Outside of Sebastian Janikowski, who went in the first round, what I've seen is when they draft these kickers that high, there's just so much pressure. And you're also, I mean, here's a time when you're actually, for, for a guy like me, you're at training camp focusing on the kicker. Normally, we don't even know who these dudes are. We don't pay attention. But when you draft a <laughs> yeah. guy that high, you, we're, we're, we're on you. And then he goes to Tampa Bay. So you're already a dude who's a legend at Florida State. You're part of a national championship team. You know, you're there playing with Jameis Winston. They take you this high, and bam, it's on you. And then the general manager, Jason Light, traded up for the kicker. So, so <laughs> there was even kicker. more pressure. I mean, who trades up for a kicker? Um, and it's crazy. Meanwhile, I look at the punter. Over at Seattle, Michael Dickinson. Here's a guy who was a fantastic All-American punter at Texas. He was so good, he left early. Like, I'm going pro. Um, They take him in the fifth round. He was everything for Seattle that he was at Texas. And because he's a fifth-round guy, you know, know, and and he came out, you know, handling his business from jump, nobody said anything. So it's a... It's a tough thing, man. I would definitely not mm. recommend trying to draft a specialist as a kicker, you know, first or second round because you just put so much Crazy. pressure on it. People are just talking about it. Even a third round guy. Um, I've seen some of these punters mm. going to third round, and it's just, it, it's just a lot of pressure, man. So I would not be trying to spend a first, second, third round kick on a guy like that. Who did, who did Tampa gonna... think was going to pick up that kicker <laughs> in front of them? <laughs> Nobody. No. And I ain't going to lie, man. As a player, as a, as a player, man, I was so mad. 
I'm talking about in 2010, my draft, there was at least four or five kickers and punters drafted, <laughs> and I went under. I was so hot, man. I, that was one of the most bad I've ever been in my life. How is a kicker and a punter getting drafted, and I'm over here sitting on the bench, man? It was, oof. Yeah, that, that it worked, worked out for right you, bro. Right there, man. It, was, it did work it was, out. It, 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 it was in the plan. It was in the plan. If you would have yeah, ended up on another true. team, it, it might have not played out the same for you. you know, this is know. very true. This is very true. And I'll say this: you got to understand on draft day, there are a lot. There are a lot more mistakes made than hits. Okay, there's a lot more misses. Just a lot more misses on draft day than than hits. And and we talk about the hits. Because, you know, that's the thing to talk about. But the amount of misses, like Jason Light Tackle. trading up for a kicker, you know, that, that does, you know, that, that's the crazy <laughs> stuff. But for him, here's a guy that somehow hooked his way into ownership and they continue to buy what he does and what he sells. But usually, you know, there's a lot of misses. I remember when Indominus Sue became a free agent in Detroit and Nick Fairley became a free agent the same year. So here are two defensive tackles that are going out the window. And here's Detroit with an opportunity to take Aaron Donald, needing a defensive tackle. What is their GM Martin Mayhew do? He drafts tight end Eric Ebron. And I'm shaking my head. <laughs> Why are you getting offense? Plus, Matt Stafford doesn't want to throw to the tight end anyway. This guy's always trying to go deep. And you pass on Aaron yeah. Donald. I mean, we see stuff like this all the time. Or Doug Whaley. Doug Whaley trades up for Sammy Watkins. Gives up a number to get Sammy Watkins. And then who's drafted about three, four picks later? Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, there's a lot of misses that happen in this league, man, a lot. So, you know, Church, when you talk about, hey, how does this happen? Because people don't do a lot of good work. Okay, there's a lot of people missing, just straight missing. It's hard. And, you know, and also I I don't want to beat up people too much. It's hard. It's hard to pick players, man. It's hard to hit. It is hard to hit. It's easy to miss and hard to hit. And then also what's the fit? How many guys, Church and McCray, how many guys do you know? And if you've been around, you're like, man, this guy's in the wrong scheme here. It ain't working for him. This they're asking this player to do something they cannot do. Yeah, a lot. Happens a lot. Yes, this is true. I'm watching it. I'm watching it this year. No, I'm, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. And then what happens? And so when you see that, ha- what happens? We look at the player. We blame the player. We say the player ain't no good. This, that. I mean, that, that's what yeah. we do. I'm sitting around here looking at Leighton Van Der Esch this year, and I'm saying, I don't think this guy's a middle linebacker. That's not what you drafted him to do. You turn on his tape and you say, hey, what did you like about this guy? When did he play his best football? It wasn't a middle linebacker. It makes you shake your head. And and, yeah. it, and it can be detrimental. Uh, Marcus Spears is a guy that I love. I mean, I love Swagoo, man. Swagoo is my guy. The biggest disservice ever happened to him was being drafted by the Dallas Cowboys because he went from being a defensive end at LSU that was rushing to pass, was a heck of a good football player, national champion. He comes here, Bill Parcells wants him taking on blocks. He's not able to do what he does. And so his career, in my opinion, by playing the 3-4, never put him in a position to do the things that we just saw him do at LSU. Not that he had a bad career. I just don't. Be- I just believe had he been in a 4-3 system and they put him out there on the edge, man, Swagoo could have had a lot more sacks and, and, and been a Pro Bowl player. That's what happened. Well, you, know, you, you know I'm going to hop on the LSU guys, man. Same thing happened to Glenn Dorsey. Same thing happened to Tyson Jackson. Yep. And need I say, yes. same thing happened to, to Morris Claiborne. He came here yes. as a yes. man-to-man guy. And Church was in the, in the, in the locker room and watched this happen. Yes. Where you, yep. you didn't have to think about anything except guarding the person in front of you. Then they started throwing cover two, cover three, mm-hmm. swaps. 
you know, all type of crazy stuff in there. Then they was like, what's wrong with him? I'm like, what do you mean? You watched him in college. They told Mo to go line up in front of this receiver, cover him, and make sure he doesn't make any catches. And he did that. And then you brought him to here, and Rob Ryan had them all doing, uh, you know, everybody hit mm. was spinning. So I know Mo's was as a rookie. And that, and I think that ruined, ruined it for him, especially for his rookie year. You're right. I, I'm looking at Sam Darnold now with the Jets. Here's a guy that was at USC, and this guy was this guy could perform. I, I feel like they broke him with the Giants. So so scheme fit is a lot. So yes, you're right. I mean, Glenn Dorsey at LSU was a you talk about a bad. He was man. a beast. And he was and, a beast. And, 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 and you know, go to Kansas City. All right, man, plug up some holes. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Make no it's sense. It's like that. With, well, remember when Washington gave Albert Hainsworth $100 million to go plug up on play nose tackle? Who gives $100 million to a nose tackle? But this is what teams do, man. More people are making mistakes than they're out here hitting on guys. Let's take a break. Um, what is the credit or who do we give credit to for the defensive turnaround? And then I'll answer whatever question it is that Danny McRae wants me to answer. Here on the players, <laughs> brought to you by Hotels.com. And Newey Scruggs, Danny McRae, Barry Church on DallasCowboys.com. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Back to the Players' Lounge. I like Cowboys Bobby. fans. <laughs> Cowboy fans celebrate CD Lamb's record-breaking rookie season by heading to the Pro Shop and picking up his jersey today. The Pro Shop has a huge selection of jerseys, cold weather gear, and after Christmas deals up to 50% off for every fan. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or shop.dallascowboys.com for new gear today. All right, you're in the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Louis Scruggs, along with Barry Church and Danny McRae. Danny, what question is it you want me to answer? 
Listen, listen. Two days ago, I asked a very simple question. Like, church made made an assumption and a prediction that I thought was wildly absurd. And he said, the Cowboys go to the playoffs, then they're going to the Super Bowl. And I said, all, all right, right. If, that's, if you know Stradamus and this stuff really does happen because you calling it out, Andy Dalton takes this team to the Super Bowl. Do you sign Dak Prescott next year to a $40-plus million deal? Hell no. Nah. And that's the question for me? Yes, yeah. that's for you. Oh, yes, yes. He's getting Deshaun oh. Watson money. Okay? Oh, He's getting Deshaun Watson money. God. Oh, and, my and Y'all if, just talked if, about how, how hard it was to draft people and how, how big of misses that the GMs in the NFL do. And y'all want to sink all that money. Yeah, you know how much pressure is going to be on Will McClay to hit defensively in this draft? Man, oh, man. Here comes 8-8. Eight and eight. Nice. <laughs> 10 and 6. Church, church, if it's anything that I've seen this year, I mean, first off, you guys, you, you know, you guys know, I'm always, I've always been a Dak guy. But I, this year solidified it even more to me that you're going to pay to get this guy. First off, it's the organization's problem and fault for not having this deal done. I firmly True. believe that once, they, once Wentz got paid and Goff got paid, that they just needed to sign, sign him up to the same check. If you sign up to the same check, you'd have done it. But there were people at that time, I don't think he's worth $30 million. They're trying to sit up here and get some deal for 25 or 28. <laughs> they were wrong. Should have signed him to that. So what have we seen between Wentz and Goff? Those guys aren't even worth that money. Okay, they're not even worth that money. Uh, I was on Twitter yesterday, ar- not arguing, but, de- but debating with a lady about Deshaun Watson making the Pro Bowl because Ryan Tannehill was upset saying he should have made it. And I'm like, okay, so, so who are you going to kick off for Ryan Tannehill? Uh, Patrick Mahomes? No. You know, he's going to stay on the team. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson made it. He wasn't on a winning team, but I think we all saw Deshaun Watson was a one-man gang out there. Offensive line, subpar. Yep. You get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. This dude is out here. Black Moses out here, okay? This guy out here got a part <laughs> seeds just to try to get this team and make it competitive, okay? What have we seen when Dak Prescott went down? Everything, everything fell apart, bro. Every, everything. I mean, but, first we're about off, to go to the playoffs. But, but, but we're talking about if they go to the Super Bowl, New like it fell apart. But, but we the assumption is they make the Super Bowl and now. So I, it fell apart. Just, you know, they just, had to figure I some just, things out. I, and I just said it. I'm paying Dak forty million. Either go. <laughs> no, no. Because you know what? <sighs> if, because if they if the Cowboys end up making the Super Bowl with this roster, imagine what happens when I put in a difference maker like that. That would be like the Nets getting – that's when the Nets got Kevin Durant this year. Like, oh, we're going to bring in Kevin Durant. Okay, bam, you're about to see something happen here. You're about to see a difference maker. Dak Prescott is a difference maker at a position where not many guys are not difference makers. That's one of the things that has truly exposed Jared Goff this year. This guy's not a difference maker. Carson Wentz is not a difference maker. And you need a difference maker to me if you're going to win. And the Cowboys, because they tried to be cheap and save some money, are now going to have to pay $40 million for Dak Prescott. That's, that's just the only thing. And they're committed to do it. Even if you go to the Super Bowl, I'm paying Dak Prescott. I agree with your, with your, with your first take when you say it's, it's all the organization's fault when they could have had this guy signed up. I agree. I think, I think Dak is a phenomenal quarterback. I just don't think he's worth taking your whole cap and ruining it. I just don't think so. I think you can take that money. You can get a quarterback, and I think you can take that money and put it towards the defense, and I think we'll be better situated going forward. But if we sink all our bread, uh, 
It's a Dak Prescott. And he, like I said, I think he's a phenomenal quarterback, but I just don't think he can carry a team by himself like Deshaun Watson okay. can. I, I just, okay. I just, you know, it's, it's, it's tough for me. It's tough for me to sink Look, all yeah. that in there, knowing how bad our defense is. And, and this all assumes that Dak Prescott comes back and he's healthy. And you also have to assume that we go to the Super Bowl, which I don't think is happening. But, you know, this, this is just one of those, one of those fantasy type things. So, you know, I, I, I feel you. I don't know. I think the leverage is lost a little bit if, if, if Andy Dalton somehow takes his team to the Super Bowl. Now, and, and keep in mind, I am an Andy fan. Got to cover Andy at TCU. So, you know, a lot of ways got to see this, this kid grow up. I'm an Andy fan. I clearly remember. When Andy was signed, how many of the Dak haters were saying, you know what, man, this guy just is good. He could do that. I mean, there's a whole lot of those. <laughs> what did we see from Andy Dalton? We see Barry Church out here trying to throw the guy out for a dude who was playing the, the AAF. Hey, hey, I apologize. Okay? I apologize. All right. So, so and, and I think Andy Dalton is good. Okay, I think Andy Dalton is good. And in church, you would ask, hey, what about Andy Dalton's future? Um, I think Chicago, Indianapolis, San Francisco, New England, Denver, Washington, these are places that I expect Andy Dalton to possibly be um, playing next year because these are, these are organizations that will probably have some quarterback needs and he could fit in there. But Dak Prescott, in my opinion, raises the level of other people. And that's what you pay a franchise guy for. I thought Ezekiel Elliott was going to be able to do something and show us something with Dak Prescott being out. Like, okay, hey, put it back on 21. That's what everybody used to say. It's all about 21. Well, guess what we saw? It didn't matter. It, it, it didn't matter. Now, it's not all 21's fault because it's offensive line. It's yeah. nowhere near what it needs to be, okay? So I'm not putting a but, – but we play callers. But, but, the, but there was this assumption that, hey, man, we go got Andy Dalton. We'll be just fine and just give it to 21. And just, but, No. Dak Prescott – is a difference-making quarterback. And in this league, and you see how bad the quarterback play is, that's what it's going to cost you. Okay, Church? And you can sit up and say it's going to wreck your cap. You know what? Houston, fine. Houston decided we're going to wreck our cap. We're going to do what we're going to do. And there's somebody uh, you see what Watson's record. But is that, is that the shot? Where would they be without him? I mean, I look, So let me I'll ask you a question. Right now. Yeah. Let me ask you Do you think... Do you think that Dak Prescott, with his bad, let's just say our defense is just as bad next year. Do you think Dak Prescott can carry this team to the playoffs and even into the Super Bowl? Let's just say that to the Super Bowl because everybody's tired of just going to the playoffs. You said, you know, you said it yourself. Jerry Jones is getting up there in age and he wants a Super Bowl. Do you think Dak Prescott can carry a team all the way to the Super Bowl with a defense being historically bad? That's a tough task for any. That's a tough task for any guy in this league. But I'll, I'll say it this way: I believe Dak signing Dak Prescott and having him as your quarterback gives you your best opportunity to get to a Super Bowl. I believe it does. Um, I go back to to a Joe Flacco, and I'm reading a book right now by John uh, Feinstein called The Quarterback, and just going back to Joe Flacco and his evolution and what he's done there. Um, and Flacco, I thought had a pretty good thing, and you guys know this for playing in the league. What you want to do is get yourself in a position, get yourself the opportunity, you know, consistently make the playoffs to see where you can go. I believe that Dak Prescott, with a consistent run of five or six years, if he's their starting quarterback, I believe they can possibly get to a Super Bowl. I've got some other management issues about how they do things on this football team, but I'm not worried about the quarterback. I'll pay the quarterback. Okay, I'll pay the quarterback. They're also hedging their bets as his TV deal is going to go up. I know this, TV deals for the NFL rarely ever go down. Jerry Jones has made sure of that. That's how they moved the NFL from CBS to Fox. 
So signing Dak Prescott to $40 million is going to be what they have to do. I do believe in Dak Prescott. This defense, yes, it has to get fixed. The biggest thing is right now, I got to get a defensive coordinator in here who can at least tell me what can I do with some of these personnel guys. Who do I say and who do I get rid of? But you're going to commit to the quarterback. Right now, you're seeing in this league what happens when you don't have a guy worth a salt. Look at the Eagles. Look at the Rams. How about Cleveland right now? Cleveland used a number one pick on Baker Mayfield. They're going to have to make a choice here in, in about two years of whether they go pick up his fifth-year option. Do they give this guy $30 million a year? Look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. In San Francisco, Jimmy took him to a Super Bowl, and they're like, I don't know if we're going to bring this guy back. It's hard to find competent quarterback play. You've got competent quarterback play in Dak Prescott. Pay the note for $40 million versus going off into the abyss and hoping you've got something. You know, you, you're Mitchell Trubisky away from trying to say, what do we do to ourselves? Look at Philadelphia right now. They don't even know what they're going to do next year. I mean, think of what the problem Philadelphia has next year that Dallas does not. What Washington has in terms of a problem that Dallas does not. That the Giants but, have but, a problem that Dallas does not if they sign Dak Prescott. But, but Dallas got one of the biggest problems out of all those teams, and that's their defense. Like, we're talking about, you know, they, they have all these quarterbacks, but how are we going to stop anybody from scoring? McCray, what, what you think about this, McCray? I, I think this is crazy. I think that y'all are, like, throwing – the question was, if Andy Dalton takes this team to the Super Bowl, what do you think about signing Dak Prescott? And then it's like, then Andy Dalton's gone. Think about this. Andy Dalton would have had to win four games in a row, plus make a run to the Super Bowl to get there. All right, so we we just acting like Andy Dalton can't can't be a quarterback here if he you know happens to do that. That's why I say I think the leverage falls a little bit because yeah, you could say Andy Dalton might go to Chicago or this other place. He could also stay in Dallas if if he's your Super Bowl if he's your Super Bowl guy. If he if he wins get, the Super Bowl if he, if he goes to the Super Bowl he gets the Trent Dilfer treatment. That's what will happen to him. They'll say, yeah, mm. thank you, but we need to improve upon this position. And Trent Dilfer got showed the door, and they brought in Elvis Gerr back in Baltimore. But, but do it. Jerry, Jerry's already told you. They're bringing it back. Mike McCarthy said today, talking about Dak Prescott, he's here every day. He's a big part of our football team. He's a big part of our future. So we're having these conversations about something the organization's already told us. They're bringing Prescott back. So if they're bringing it back, they're paying the $40 million note. Uh, Nui, they mm. told you they was going to pay him two years ago. They still ain't paid him. They can say whatever they want to about that. They, they can say whatever they want to. They haven't done it. Okay. And, okay. and, you, and you also, you're also talking about, you're talking about a guy who's coming off a really, really bad injury. So you have to assume you're, a lot of different things, right? Let's, let's say he's, he's behind the eight ball when, when you get back into uh, training camp. Then, then what do you do? You don't have any dog anymore. Question. You're going with double G? Okay. Great yes. Question. Great question. I, I, I love that because... I asked a friend of mine who's an agent and who signed big deals in this league and, and, and worked with a lot of quarterbacks. I asked him about that. And he told me, he said, look, this league is so starved that he'll get, if the Cowboys don't want to pay that money, he'll get it on the free agent market because other people want that guy so much. And then he pointed back and said, look at Drew Brees. Here's a guy that had a bad shoulder that flunked, a, flunked the, the, the test in Miami and New Orleans still went out there and wrote a check for him. He said, Dak Prescott That's will true. get paid. He said, he said, that's just how desperate people in this league are. And he said, look how much money Kirk Cousins keeps getting. And he said, who's a better quarterback, Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins? He said, what would you, who would you he rather pay get... money to? Uh, he said, would you rather pay money to a hurt Dak Prescott or a, a healthy Kirk Cousins? I'm like, you know? Kirk, <laughs> so, so he's going Kirk to did not get paid in Washington, though. Kirk, Kirk didn't get paid in Washington. They let him move on and go to can, Minnesota, all right? So, can I, so can Dak I, Prescott, okay, will, can, he, he will get his bread. He will get his bread. I'm, just, is, I'm just saying that with this hypothetical that we have with the Super Bowl, I'm not sure to be here. 
I'm glad you said that about uh, about Kirk Cousins. And once again, we read the book uh, "Quarterback" by John Feinstein. He just went over this um, this part in the book where Daniel Snyder and especially Bruce Allen, they didn't believe in Kirk Cousins. He was never a guy they were sold on. The Cowboys here are singing a different tune. And Stephen Jones has talked about the number of years. <laughs> Dak wants four, they want five. So that that in itself puts him in a different position than Kirk Cousins. They never made him a real offer. They, they never made him a real offer in Washington. They've made an offer here, and it's come down to the years. So therein lies a, therein lies a difference there about, about the situation. They, they franchised him two years in a row. They, 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 they sacrificed their cap twice for Kirk Cousins and, and, then, and then let him get out of there. So, I mean, it's different. But like I said, Dallas has been singing this tune for two years and they still haven't got this man paid. They know, they know how many years he wants. So if he still wants four years next year, you, you still going to do the same thing? Well, I, I'll tell you what. Here, here's what we do know. They're running out of chances. I mean, they're running out of chances. They're they, they going to have to real, literally sign a contract or get off the pot because they're running out of chances. You know, th- this is where they're at. So we'll, we'll know here. We'll know here in one or two years what they, you know, they'll have to really back it up here in the next one or two years for sure. All right. We're, we're running late here. We're running late. Uh, we'll, get, we'll, we'll save the defensive topic for tomorrow, okay? Who do we really credit for this defense? We'll also make our predictions. New Year's Eve is our last show um, that we'll do this week. Um, Big Boss Man, Dog Team, Derek Eagleton says we're taking Friday, New Year's Day off, which is okay because I'm going to run out to the Rose Bowl. I want to check out, check out Alabama, do their thing, and the AP Defensive Player of the Year, Devontae Smith, want to see him get off and do his thing. So we'll do one last show, have our predictions. I already said Giants are going to win, but we'll get the official predictions from Barry and Danny for Chris Bean, Danny McCray, Barry Church on New East Crooks. Thank you for watching the Players' Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!